The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everybody, Gabby Reese here. Please join me for my show where we're going to be talking about all things self-care. And I don't mean just eating and exercise. I'm talking stress, marriage, relationships, parenting, business, transitions. How do we figure out a way to be our best selves each and every day? So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen, please join me. If you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you want to see some of the behind the scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese. And remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to Divorced Not Dead. So today I decided actually from, well, first of all, let me say thank you because the response to Divorce Not Dead has been way beyond, way, way beyond what I ever thought. Having done no marketing, no nothing, no anything, you guys are just paying it forward, really, and passing it on to everyone. And it's sort of growing exponentially. And it's, I guess it's really hit a nerve with a lot of women and what you all wanted and wanted wanted to hear. I've said this before, and I went out, I answer your your messages. I've always said, you know what, funnily enough, I haven't listened to any of these back. I literally just talk and they come out of me. I don't know where. And I and when you all send all these things to me, these quotes and everything, I'm like, did I say that? Um, so I'm really, really glad it's resonating with you all or helping you all in any way I can. And um, these are just my experiences, as I said. And, you know, I'm, I love having the guests on and I love doing this podcast. So keep them coming in. We really, really enjoy it. So I've taken some topics from obviously messages I get on Instagram and you're all quite vocal about what you think on certain topics and I'm going to try and hit as many as I can. Today's podcast is going to be based on why my new relationship bothers men, not women, and which is really, really interesting. (laughs) So here we go. As some of you may or may not know, I've embarked on a new relationship. Um, Some people probably think it's too soon. Some people think he's too young. I mean, there's just so many reasons to sort of doubt it. And I want to put some of it into perspective for you so that you understand where I'm coming from and that I am not in the middle of some giant midlife crisis, Um, haven't had sex for, you know, uh, five years and found a toy boy and I'm riding him like a pony daily. Although I may be doing that too. (laughs) Yes, Melissa. But that's not why I chose this boyfriend. I think, you know, and as I said, if you want a boyfriend for sex, you can have one. You don't need to date him and introduce him to his children, to his children, your children, people. You can keep him on the side. And I'm a huge advocate of that too, not picking the wrong one when you come out of a marriage. My relationship was actually taking place before we announced it. Um, this knowledge has upset some people. I did it. Um, my husband and I had broken up sometime before, almost, I think it was last, uh, May or June. We decided not to tell anyone and get used to it ourselves. 
you know, I am in the public eye. I get that. I do sort of do everything, including take a poo probably on Instagram. So um, I know you find it odd that I've kept this to myself for almost a year, but I did it because I knew I would get so many of these reactions, which I'm getting. So many of you are happy. The overwhelming response is like, go, go, Caroline. I actually had this really cool message on a DM from a woman I've never met in my life um, saying, Caroline, when I broke up with my husband, I have a boyfriend. I think she was 28, 29, maybe a bit older than mine. <laughs> and she said, you know, everyone told me I was mad. And so she's hiding. She was hiding outside Saint-Tropez in her huge house with him. And she said, I haven't told anyone for all of these reasons. She goes, so when my girlfriends and I watched you land in Saint-Tropez with your boyfriend, we fist pumps the air and said, go Caroline, go do one for the girls. And I was like, I was like, I, I've never met this woman, obviously. And I was like, oh my God, I'll take one for the team. Why not? And, you know, I did that on purpose, by the way. I waited and there's no good time to introduce your new boyfriend. And especially mine, that's going to cause such a stir, I know, because it's, you know, Number one, he's ridiculously good looking. So people want to think he's a total idiot or I pay him, which I do not. People think that, you know, he's using me. Um, it's probably the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they think it's yeah, that way around? I'd like to say I'm using him. People think that, you know, why Why can't an older woman have a beautiful younger guy without uh, being him being paid or anything else? Let me tell you about Sergio. Sergio was... From the age of 15, a professional footballer for Real Madrid. He is not off the street with no money. Um, somebody that I picked off and and from the middle of nowhere. And, it, you know, I also didn't choose him because it was, you know, that. I didn't know his age either, by the way. He lied. I'm actually glad he did lie now. And, I'll, and he actually explains why he lied. Because he said he, I would never have given him a chance. And you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't. I absolutely wouldn't have given him the chance at all. So Benjamin Button over here got like younger and younger as we were dating and I was like, oh my God. Um, so again, it wasn't premeditated. It wasn't thought, you know, it wasn't this thing that I went out and hunted a younger guy, but there are a million reasons I'm still here. And there's a million reasons why I say to myself or to my girlfriends, like, don't discredit it actually. Because we're looking for different things. We really are. I mean, I always say stability is the death of romance. And for those of you who didn't hear that, stability is the death of romance. Why are we all searching for stability? We should be stable in our own lives. And I'm pretty bloody stable at this point. I mean, whether I am or not, you know, there be the grace of God go any of us, but I feel as stable as I am, I'm ever going to be. And at this point in my life, this is when I get to choose what I really want. And what does Sergio give me? Well, Sergio gives me loads of fun. I wake up and I giggle all the time. And that's honestly, I don't need money. I'm earning it. As long as he or whoever my partner is can pay for himself, that's all I want. You know, at the end of the day, people are going, oh, how does he keep up? How do, how do you have the lifestyle? How does he do this? And I'm like, first of all, he was successful. He was seven years and, you know, the under 21s granted. <laughs> and I know... But he got there, people. I mean, you can all laugh, but he did it. You know, do you know how hard it is to get there in the first place? And he was there for seven years for Real Madrid. And that shows to me he was dedicated. He worked hard. He then got a master's in business, okay, um, and a degree in America. And again, dedication. He spent, you know, $130,000 getting that. Again, I'm not justifying any of it. I'm just telling you that 
he's not stupid. He has plenty of options. He's not here under duress. I don't chain him to the bed. Well, <laughs> stop laughing. Um, I don't chain him to the bed to be here. Maybe he likes that. I'm not sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. But um, he's here of his own free will. The doors are open. He can leave anytime he wants. He moved all the way from Los Angeles to be here with me. Now, let me tell you, it's not like if you wanted a desperate old housewife... There are a zillion in Newport Beach, a zillion, who would literally pay for him, sponsor his lifestyle, and all he'd have to do is put out, okay? So again, he moved all the way from America to the Middle East with zero friends into a family of three children with me, with a woman who's 17 years older than him, and had to jump through hoops to make everyone around him believe that he's here for the right reasons. Like, come, come on, there are easier targets. So I won't have any of that. So, you know, it's very funny. So I've, a lot of them, all my girlfriends are like going, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. And actually as time goes on, and it's been, you know, well over a year now that we've been together, I think people have realized he's not going anywhere at this point. And, you know, we're really serious. And again, everyone's like, what are you going to do when you're 80? what are you going to do when you're 90? I'm like, well, let's just cross that bridge when I get to 80 or 90. I mean, again, nothing is for granted. I could be hit by a bus tomorrow, touch wood I'm not, but you know, I could. And as can any of you. And you know, I, I'm in the healthcare business here and mortality is all around me. And that's, you know, COVID has taught us that if anything, COVID has taught us that life should not be taken for granted. It is everywhere. So if I get one year, five years, 10 years of great sex, fun, love, my best friend. Why does it bother society and you all so much? Why? Because I'm, I'm doing something that you all want to do. That's why. If I'm brutally honest, the only people that shout loudest about this are normally the ones that are miserable in their own seat homes. And they're sticking it out for duty, for stability, that awful word, for, well, duty is an awful word. Why should duty come into a relationship? Then, you know, then have a business deal of a marriage, have a business deal of a friendship with your ex-partner, which is what I'm be beginning to do now with Jem. We're on very nice terms. We are officially fully done, divorced, paperwork, everything. Again, I reiterate, we shared one lawyer, we are not screaming. My children still have not seen me fight with him, no matter what. Obviously, there are dark days and, you know, better days. But, you know, we, we, when, when one flares, the other one lets the other one breathe. And by the time we've all come round, we've come round. Because at the end, goal is the same. Like he asked me the other day, we had coffee. Well, what happens at Christmas? How does that work? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen at Christmas. Sergio will go to his family and I will have Christmas with my family as it has every single year. My kids will see their parents together for Christmas. Then I will go with Sergio for New Year and my children. If, you do, if children don't see great, great conflict between the parents, no matter what, no matter what, like I'm not saying that I've behaved the right way or, you know, I did it the right way and that, you know, Jem's over the moon by how ever I, I handled everything at all. But he's making the best of a bad situation and vice versa. We all make the best of a bad situation. It is the way it is. I can't undo it. It happened. 
Um, it, I want to reiterate again, and I have, I think, on many of my podcasts, I didn't leave my husband or Sergio. And that's the God's honest truth. So, you know, as long as your children don't see that conflict and they see that mommy and daddy are okay, like tomorrow it's my son's basketball tryout, Jem and I will be there. Regardless, we will both be there to watch him try out. He was like, well, if daddy can't, if I go, if daddy goes, mommy, will you still go? I'm like, of course I'm going to go. Absolutely. We will go. That's it. It is how it is. And that's, you know, that's you put your big girl pants on and you make it work. So I think once people and once men see that we are reasonable and no matter what, we're going to make the best of a bad situation, everybody calms down. You take this venom out of it because there is no venom. You know, it is what it is. You know, as I said before, I don't believe anything is really for life. And if it is, you know, why should it be a life sentence? Because that's how it comes across. It's a life sentence. It's like you're doing jail time. Why do jail time? Don't you, you've got your own key, let yourself out. Um, another thing that makes people uncomfortable about Sergio and I, I think it's the, I think it will, or the young, younger guy thing is the openness of the feelings. Well, he's Latin. I mean, that's, you know, I guess that's, is what it is. And, and that's hard for me, people. I mean, like, I don't, I can't even imagine. I look at my own Instagram feed. I don't even recognize myself. I mean, who is this woman? But then, you know, I can't kill that in him. I mean, I do sometimes, you know, I'll be doing, I don't know, I'm just doing stuff. I'm so busy in the day and he'll come around and like, just hold me for 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, get off me. What are you doing? And then I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I telling him to get off me? It's crazy. We're so conditioned that, that, you know, it's just annoying. It's not annoying. It's actually amazing. And I have to remind myself of that and um, not beat that out of him, which so many of us do in our own relationships. We beat that out of us because the practical side of us comes around and goes, oh, I'm really busy. I've got 50 million things to do. And, you know, I don't have time for this. Well, yeah, we have to make time for this. So I think it's taught me that and I'm becoming a much softer person. I mean, that's not to say I'm perfect. I'm really not. So when the kids are all here, I get overwhelmed. They're all asking me different questions and then he needs, you know, wants attention too. And that, and then I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know which one to do, to handle first. And then the dogs and the puppy training and just everything in the house is crazy. Bring on school, please God. When you're married, you've been married as long as I have and you have children you don't need particularly, you can take the risk. I already have a roof over my head. That's not going anywhere for the next 11 years. So all I need to do is figure out how to, you know, support myself in that time properly. And um, at the end of the day, doing what I love has managed to support my, support me so far. I get a lot of questions, a lot, lot, lot about from people. And I will do that, like how to get divorced if you're not totally financially independent. And I understand that, you know, and I do understand I'm coming from a place of financial independence. But at the end of the day, girls, I didn't, I, you know, I know you all think that I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I did not. I earn every penny, every single penny. Um, you know, I pay for the extra on my house. I pay for Melissa. I pay for all my, you know, things, you know, I, all my clothes, travel, everything. So, you know, I pay for my lifestyle. I'm high maintenance, but I pay for it. So I want, I want to make that clear. But, you know, I, I always think that money flows, as I've told you before, and I think it comes to people that, you know, work for it. You know, I, I, I don't see divorce as a step up in the world. You know, 
sometimes you have an amazing man behind you who gives you a lot and you know if he has it and sometimes you you don't have those options and when you don't have those options you have to think outside the box it just is what it is look at Sophie Sophie does not have that option I'm happy to say that with my brother and she has completely created an amazing life for herself I mean amazing so at that point anyway I made the decision that do I go for a guy? Where were you when you were 26 years old? He's 26 years old, by the way. He's already done a master's and seven years with Real Madrid. And he went to uh, New York and played in uh, New York Cosmo. He played at Galaxy for a split second um, to try out. You know, he's been all over, played in Iceland. You know, where were you at 25? I certainly hadn't done all those things. I mean, he's 26 now, but, you know, where where were you? Back then, I, I hadn't done all those things. She's just turning 26 now, actually. You know, he's, a, he's accomplished. And you know what? Those things made him grow up, having left home and made money in those times. So I, there are 20, 25, 26-year-old, 28-year-olds. And then there are people that are, like when I met him, he was always around older people. So that's why I didn't really, I had no idea of his age. He told me he was in his mid-30s. And even that, I kind of was like, oh, too young. Um, but, and I believed him because he, he has like, you know, a beard and a mustache. And I don't know, he looked really grown up and all his friends are older. I didn't even question it, to be honest. But then when I finally got to the stage where, you know, it, somebody actually did call me and say, you know, he's not that age. And I'm like, no idea. I was already, you know, we were connected. And then I was like, why am I judging him for his age? Because he hasn't done anything else, like nothing else that bothers me. And I'm like, so I'm going to wipe off a man that is charming, kind, loving, that will bend over backwards for me because he's too young. Well, who's telling me he's too young? Why? And if it's not me, it's going to be somebody else. He's going to date somebody else. So, you know, and I'm like, why shouldn't I take this moment of happiness? And so I did. And again, it's funny because a girlfriend of mine here, obviously she came over and said, oh God, he's gorgeous and so sweet, isn't he? And I said, yeah, he's just lovely. There's nothing, he's great with my kids. He's fun. He plays soccer with them on the weekends. He does all the things I'm too tired to do. Frankly, it's a blessing. He wears them out, brings them home. And, you know, wants to do the water parks, all the stuff I really don't want to do anymore in my life. I'm happy to lie by a water slide. I don't want to go down it. It's great. The upside is, you know, the children have really do have a lot of fun. He doesn't want to be my children's father. They have a father. Not interested in taking his place. He's not interested in being called daddy. He is having fun with them. So, you know, for me, the, the benefits of a younger man is there's no ego. There's no grumpiness because it's, you know, life has beaten the joy out of him and he's got bills to pay, had a hard life and, you know, his wife's left him and all this, which is normally where you find men my age. I can't spend time with you because I've got to be in the office till, you know, whatever day you want to go on holiday, we jump on a plane. And at the end of the day, he's also now young enough that he could move. If he'd had children and been divorced, he could never have moved and lived with me, you know, come over here to stay with me and set himself up the way he did. You know, he's he's moved over here, met friends, got an apartment, you know, it's it's he's made a real life for himself over here. You know, and I remind myself of that. I remind myself of the way he wakes up every day and he's like, oh, I could do this. And the joy, he helps me around the house. He helps me in my life. He's with, he wants to build everything with me. He's honestly so interested in everything I do. And, you know, he's doing all his own deals over here. He's made his own friends. I'm super proud of him. 
And that could not have happened with an older guy. It just wouldn't have happened. It won't happen. So I'm, you know, and okay, so my girlfriend is a really good girlfriend of mine. She she was like, I, she goes, oh, all of us girls think it's great. It's great. You're giving us all hope. Everyone has hope. They're like, you're showing the girls that, you know, you can still, you're still hot. Men still find you attractive, you know, but the boys, she goes, it's so funny listening to men, the men, because they were like, oh, you know, what? bad mom you know what what example is she setting oh my god can you believe it poor guy all this kind of stuff and my girlfriend just turned around and went what are you talking about you guys date 20 year olds all the time all the time and no one says anything nothing like if this i mean alec baldwin's on on the beach like yesterday uh with his 30 something year old girlfriend and what there's 30 years difference um oh brad pitt and his new 27 year old girlfriend um i mean i i don't even know there's just so many leonardo dicaprio uh, need i go on yet if you google this way around there's very few you've got hugh jackman hugh jackman if you ever listen to this bloody love you amazing love it i think hugh jackman i think rob lowe's wife might be older than him yeah yeah there's a few. Anyway, I trust me, I've Googled them all because before I was looking it up, like, this can't work. It can't work. And I was thinking, Joan Collins, yes. Um, you know, I was thinking, oh God, the older I get, you know, the younger Sergio, I won't let Sergio shave because the, uh, the when he shaves, he, you know, it makes me look much older than him. But then I look at pictures of me and him and I'm like, we don't look that ridiculous. I don't feel like we look ridiculous. I really don't. And what is ridiculous? And honestly, we're having the time of our lives. You can see none of this is made up. You're watching my YouTube channel. It's natural. It, it really is. You can't lie. You know, and, and he's not, you know, that's another thing. He's like using me and he, he doesn't want to be here. Look, I, I don't know. I don't care how, who you are. You can't be and look at somebody the way he looks at me for over a year and actually be revolted by them. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's impossible. It's impossible. And I refuse to believe anyone's bad comments anymore. I mean, it, it goes straight over my head, but it just makes me laugh. It makes men uncomfortable too, because they have to reevaluate everything that they've taught them. They've taught their their wives, the wives that they've battered into submission with staying with them, while men go out and do exactly what they want, when they want, with whoever they want, and then. The wives are told that they're too old after 40. They've got too many children and no one's going to want them. Well, let me tell you that I have a load of girlfriends dating younger guys right now. Um, a load. Really good, successful girlfriends. And they are the happiest I've seen them. They're having regular sex. They're having regular laughs. And I think the laughs is probably more important than sex, to be honest. It's that total belly laugh. Well, younger guys don't have ego, this ego that well, you can't laugh, not at them, but you you can't, and an older man, if, if he does something funny, you can't really laugh at them or with them because they don't find it funny. It's like, oh, you know, it's not funny. Stop taking the piss out of me. But, you know, a younger guy is like, you know, he'll fall about, see that he's made a silly mistake and be silly with you and you can have a laugh. And it's, you're not on eggshells. You're like, you're just you. You know, they're so happy to be with you. And in a way that's like, they think that you're like everything you've achieved, an older woman, you, everything you've achieved, you've had babies, they're in awe of that. You're, you're successful, they're in awe of that. They want to be like that. They want to support your success. They want to see everything you've done. They want to, you know, look at, look at how they can get there too. There, there is, 
I'm not saying every woman should, you know, run out and grab themselves a 20-year-old. Absolutely not. But I'm saying that if it happens, 20, 30, whatever, and there's a 10-year age gap, five-year, it is just a number. 17, you know, it's okay. You do you. It is about connection. If you connect, it's so hard to find anyone today you connect with anyone. I mean, I defy you. Like once we put our list together, religion, children, you know, will the parents like him? Is he in from the right background? I mean, you know, does he live near me? I mean, people, come on. Why, why are we taking out generations as well? It's crazy. It's crazy. And again, once you've understood that it doesn't have to last forever, I mean, I, you know, Sergio and I have every intention of it going all the way and hopefully it will. But again, I'm not in cloud la la land. If, he, if it doesn't, I'm all right too. I have a house. I have my family. I haven't wasted any time. I don't even know what this thing is, wasted time. There is no wasted time if you're having a great time. There is no wasted time. What is a waste of time is when you're in an unhappy marriage. That's a waste of time. I have a zillion, zillion girlfriends who mask their unhappy marriage by renting houses every year with their girlfriends, going on girls' trips all the time because they can't wait to get rid of their husbands for that week. You know, I go on holidays with them. The men sit one end, the girls sit the other end. We will go for the long lunches. Like, let me tell you, if I sit another end of the table with Sergio, he is, he can't, he can't understand where I've gone for the two hours. He's like, well, why would you go all the way? Why would you go down there? I want to sit next to you. And it's so true. I didn't even look at it like that because I'm so used to doing it. You know, I go to a dinner party, sit the other end of the table and bugger off for half an hour. Or sorry, for three hours. With Sergio, we sit next to each other and hold hands all through dinner. It's it's so sweet. No one recognizes me. And I'm not doing it to like rub it in your face and to make you all feel inadequate in your own relationships. I'm genuinely just doing it because he wants to do it. And I quite enjoy doing it too. It's so sweet. I've never had this kind of like affection. And that's again, not to say, and I can't really remember back because as I think some of you may or may not know, I have the world's worst memory. I'm called Dory. I went to see a therapist and they very much think that it's to do with going to boarding school and just blocking out everything that bad ever happens to me. So I don't know. And I, I, I compartmentalize parts of my life. I don't, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. So anyway, I'm trying to remember like if how Gemini were when we started to date and whether he was different because he actually did say to me that I beat that out of him. So I am making a conscious decision now not to beat that out of Sergio. And actually on the way back here today, we did have a whole thing because he's like last night, he was like, you know, he's always holding my hand. He looks at me and has these like, gets overwhelmed with love and it's so sweet and unkind and lovely. And I'm like, you know, we all see it. And Melissa and I were talking about the other day going, God, it's so much better than the, the alternative. But it's true. I, you know, I'm like, I sort of sometimes disregard it, not dis and I disregarded and I'm like, oh, stop being so silly, come on. And all of this stuff. And then I'm like, no, 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 you've, I've got to let him do that because if I let, if I, otherwise he'll just become one of those guys and I will have killed the best part in Sergio, which is that he is such a little love muffin. It's hilarious. It's so sweet. He's such a, oh, he's sitting, he's sitting in another room. I'm just checking, he can't hear because he, kill me. <laughs> He's such a cuddle monster. Like he literally wants a cuddle all the time. 
And it is so sweet. And I do want to do that for him and not beat that out of him. And what you guys see um, is not just, it's not, you know, some of you like to say, okay, he's just a well-trained house puppy. He's really not. He's a man-man. A man that is able to show you and tell you and express how they feel is a man. Why do we tell men that if they are loving, kind, and emotionally available, that they are not men? It's what we do. And then all of us women go, oh, all those men out there are awful. Well, because we've made them bloody awful. We've literally told them, get off me for however long. Sergio and I, and I think, have hit a nerve with a lot of different people. But, you know, as I said, mostly, you know, 99% of it has been unbelievably supportive. And a lot of you are like, I want to, you know, he's a very, very good, kind, kind soul. Bar anything else, you know, to get as far as he has, he he is going to be super successful. I know it. And, you know, he is an amazing businessman. He's got an amazing head, amazing contacts, amazing friends. He's a good person. So good things come to those, but he's just his only fault that everyone can find in him is his youth. And quite frankly, either, you know, that it comes from your jealousy, your unhappiness, and I won't let it into my bubble. And, you know, again, I do remember there are two types of, there are two types. And I'm not saying that there aren't women not being nasty. And I'm not saying everyone's got an unhappy marriage because I really don't believe that either. I think some of my friends have wonderful marriages. And if I, you know, and I, I, I respect marriage and I really think it's a beautiful institution when you get the right person, you know, and again, it's not that Jem or anyone was the wrong person. It was the right person for the right time. You know, we all grow and change. I think having a young boyfriend like this too, if they've been in an unhappy, unhappy marriage for however long, 10 years, five years, say, and they've got through for their kids, maybe they haven't had wild sex. You know, women do hit their sexual peak at 40. So maybe they have grab, grabbed the first boy and done cartwheels and it's been the wrong thing and, you know, everything else. And they think that's what I'm doing. And that's, I completely understand that people want to protect me, that people want to say to me, you know, don't make a loud mistake, don't show, meet your children, don't embarrass yourself. Um, I don't feel like that. I didn't have that kind of a relationship. If I'm really honest, you know, at the end, I didn't make a rash decision. I have other girlfriends of mine have left and grabbed the first guy. That is not what I did. I was really sure. And I don't think any woman really embarks on this journey unless they're sure they would have run back ages ago because the easiest thing is to run back. And so I don't like my new relationship to be put down to just as what did someone say? He must have a magic dick. Although, you know, he does have a magic dick. That's not why I'm here. Oops, he just walked into the room on that. <laughs> it's a compliment. It's a compliment. You know, people belittling it for that is some is something else. And that's but you know, again, there are women that make that mistake. There are. There are women make mistakes with older men who say they're going or married men. I know plenty of women that date married men. I'm sorry. Something I haven't done, but there are women out there that do, and that's, you know, again, everybody has their reasons. But there are married men out there who I how many times have you heard I'm gonna leave my wife? I'm gonna leave my wife for you. And all this kind of stuff. And my, no, my wife doesn't understand me. Well, why isn't she made a giant? She made a giant mistake. Why is mine so much worse in, their, in people's mind? You know, there's, there's a risk with everything. There's a risk with dating a divorced man. 
a divorced man might suddenly turn around to me and say, you know what? I want to go back to my wife or you know what? I'm not ever going to get married again. I don't want, I don't want to um, have a relationship with, with you, you know, a long-term relationship. I'm not ready. So there's a risk with any relationship. It doesn't matter why, because of his youth, is it a bigger risk? And for me, the risk is so minimal towards, you know, the reward. And at that point, once you sort of breathe into it and everyone gets used to it. So, you know, there are risks with any relationship. I see the risk with Sergio less than any other, less than I didn't grab him because I thought no one would ever date me again. Trust me, I've had more date offers. I've had more men after me. I don't know. It's not my ego. I don't think I'm the most beautiful woman on the planet. I really do not. I've also preached to you before that the reason that men like me is because I've got my own shit going on. That's it, girls. It's that simple. It's not about your hairstyle, your handbag, your anything else. It's about having your own shit going on, being a powerful individual and knowing what you want. And when you know your own stuff, men find that desperately attractive and you can have what you want. It's that simple. I wish someone had told me this years before. It's ridiculous. And the thing is, you know, we are here to have fun. Life is a long journey. I got a lovely message actually yesterday from a 28-year-old who just got divorced saying, you know, how much she loved the podcast and I've given her hope that she'll be okay in her future because she feels like left behind and, you know, she can't believe she's already divorced and what will she do? She's going to be so late to have her life start. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're 28 years old. You've got your entire life in front of you. Your entire life. Isn't it crazy at 28, she feels like she's completely missed her whole life. I mean, it's absolutely mad. For half of that, you're a child. I mean, an actual child. You shouldn't even be having sex. So technically she's, you know, if you're having sex at 16, say even, she's only had less than 10 years on the on the market and she thinks that she's actually allowed to find a husband and she thinks she's left on the market. It's complete and utter fucking madness. It shouldn't be taught that way. From 16, which is like, I mean, you know, again, I, I know I'm leaving it on the late side these days, but I'm really hoping that's where my daughter ends it. Because, you know, here you, you really do get to live like a child. Still, there's no alcohol, no drugs, no parties like that. I mean, it's quite hard to find anything like that, really. Um, and they all hang out in the mall. So I don't really know where it will happen if they do. But, you know, I mean, maybe I'm being naive. I have no idea. But anyway, just say that's when we all started having sex. She really has, after 10 years of legally being allowed to have sex, just announced her life is over. I mean, it's hilarious. And and you're like, I, I can't, you know, I said to her, I'm 44 and I don't feel like my life is over. I'm like, I feel like I'm about to start again. I'm like an overgrown teenager right now. People are like, stopping. So, you know, what are you doing? Halfway up waterfalls. I'm about to go and climb the Himalayas with him too. We're off to Seychelles in a minute. Um, we're going to Thailand at Christmas. They're like, what are you doing? You, you know, you've got responsibilities. You've got, okay, this is another thing that annoys me. First of all, everybody, let me say this again. I have chosen the spotlight. My children did not. They're not on my Instagram because they're not in my house. They're just not on my Instagram. They are children who sometimes find Instagram fun and other times are like, get the camera out of my bloody face. And I understand that. So, that is why my children aren't here, not because they're beaten and starved. With everything that's going on in the world, with, you know, I mean, Beirut, uh, and where do I start? 
everything that's going around on all around us, COVID, the fact that you can take time to worry about my children, you've seen where I live, you've seen my husband, do we look like we leave our children starving and homeless and unclothed because we're out partying? Absolutely not. If I'm not with them, he's with them. The reason you didn't see them for four weeks in the summer was because they went to their dad for four weeks because I had them for five weeks before that and then their dad took them to Turkey. Very normal. And that's really it, how it is. And I will not be told because I'm posting pictures with my boyfriend under a waterfall on my free time, you know, that I'm a bad mother. I'm absolutely not. They're having the time of their lives somewhere else in a five-star hotel in Turkey. I mean, really, there are bigger things to worry about today. And, you know, also, why should I be made to feel bad as a mother? Because I've carved out time for myself. My biggest thing, my, my big, big promise to myself was I went to Peru last year. I went to Machu Picchu. It was one of the most amazing trips I've ever done in my entire life. I mean, let me tell you, if you can ever get there, I, I don't know. Obviously, I was taken by a company. I don't know what it costs normally, but it was the most incredible thing. And the most, I did it with my girlfriend because we were both getting divorced. It was a kind of an eat, pray, love moment for us both. And we, we just loved every minute of it. And I got the travel bug and I was like, you know, I'm 44. If I'm not going to start traveling now, I never will. And before this, when I was married, obviously, and with the kids, we used to do the same holiday every year, which is all my friends do, by the way. None of them understand this need for me to travel right now. They all end up in Saint-Tropez, Mykonos, Sardinia, exactly the same place, same people, same time. And that's not to say, by the way, I'm not saying that they're having a bad time. I'm taking a house in Mykonos next year. No problem. Love it. I, I get it. it. It's great fun, but I want to broaden my horizons. This year, I've just signed up with Sergio. We are going on a 12-day trip up the Himalayas with one of the world's greatest explorers. Next year, I'm going to meet the last ever pygmy tribe in Papua New Guinea. At Christmas, I'm going to Thailand. Again, I'm not suggesting that everyone can afford to do stuff like this, but you know, you save up over the next few years and go on one trip one thing out of the box that you have not done in a remote place that you've never been, Japan, anything, just to see another culture. I remember landing in Japan and just seeing how foreign I looked. Those kind of things give me an experience is so much better than a Chanel handbag for me today. So I promised myself that I would do all these things. And Sergio has all the energy in the world and the inclination and the will to want to do it. You know, every time I say, let's go and climb a mountain, he's like, I'm there. And again, I don't pay for him. He pays his own way to get there. That's me justifying my relationship, really. You know, I don't need to. I just want you to know. Why does it make men so uncomfortable? It just makes men uncomfortable because they have been doing this for years, as I said. They've been doing this for years. They've been telling you you can't. They've been telling you you're old. They're telling you that you've got nowhere to go, so you better ride out your bad marriage. You ride out, you feel unconfident, unsure of yourself, unsure of the future. Could you ever get a younger guy? Could it be, could it be better than this? Better than what you have at home? Could he really love you with your, you know, wrinkles and your children. Let me tell you women, yes, he could. Absolutely. Yes, he could. And there is no rule book today. Society has been doing this for years and years and years. And we are just evening the playing field. We are bringing women up to 
as strong as men. And I'm not saying that, you know, this is a feminist thing. Everyone go grab a young boy. But it's like, if that's what you want, and if you might meet the right person, then don't discredit it because everyone's going, because you're worried about what society's going to say. My parents were like, as long as you're happy. When he came to the house, they saw what I fell in love with. They absolutely understood why he's here. He's not you know, a child. He really isn't. I couldn't have a child around me. It would drive me absolutely nuts. I've got three. I don't need another one. And and that's the truth. So it is, everyone is individual. Each person, it's like saying all, all you know, my twin, you know, all, all children are the same. They're not. You know, my kids are all different personalities, even though, you know, and every guy that you meet, young or old, has a different personality. And that's it. And and the way they've been brought up and how they've been taught. And, you know, I, I knew Sergio was a proper person. The moment, like, the way he is with his family is a group chat with his family. They're all on. And he speaks every single day to his mom. Like, every day. He, like, absolutely puts her on a pedestal. And it's so lovely to see because, you know, a man that treats his mother that way will always treat you the right way. And it's a respect for, for women. He always thinks of me first, always. It always puts me up and, you know, thinks about how I'm feeling before himself. And it really is something special. So I just wanted to, to clarify a few things. I don't know if I have or I haven't. But I've also understood, as I said, these things make people uncomfortable because they're just, the ones that shout the loudest are the most uncomfortable. And that's what I've learned. I actually had a friend's husband who was like sure that, you know, men and women can never be friends. It's, they're always, you know, there's always something behind it. And it turned out that, you know, he wasn't behaving right. And it just, it just happens like that. The ones that make the most noise are the ones that are hiding something. And it's, you know, never the ones you think. And also, you know, men, as I said, men genuinely or generally are comfortable. They're comfortable in their long-term marriages. We're like old socks. So it's uncomfortable for them to let you go. And if they can have it all, they will. And that's the truth. On that note... I hope it's helped and I hope that you understand a little bit more about me and Sergio. You know, you'll enjoy my journey with him. Not to rub it in your face. We're genuinely having the time of our lives right now. I hope it lasts forever. It, you know, as I've always said, you know, I'll take, I'll take what I can get, frankly. You know, I wish you all love, luck and happiness. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 